Hello and welcome to episode number 27 of the Heavy Digital Podcast, a show for creators, makers, and doers, where my goal is to help you make to the max. My name is Ryan Hafey, and in this episode, we're going to be talking about making your own music part two, along with how to go about finding inspiration when you're not exactly feeling so creative. Let's get into it. Welcome to the show, everybody. Happy Sunday. It is, what, June 7th? We are barely halfway through the year. Um, and it'd be nice if we were a little farther through the year, if you ask me. But, um, you know, it is what it is. And uh, we got to do what we got to do. So here we are, uh, like I said, talking about making music again, only because I, there's going to be a lot of overlap in this episode Um over last week's episode. Last week, if you watched, you'll remember that I talked about um, using a program called LMMS to make your own music. It's kind of similar, I guess, to like Fruity Loop Studio, FL Studio, um, Ableton, those types of programs. Uh, but it's a free version online. And uh, it's, um, yeah, it's it's been fun to play around with. So I'm going to kind of go over what uh, I went through and putting that together also um got a new video and in that video is um the music that i made so if you it would be great if what you did right now would be to just pause this this video go ahead and pause this well this is live so i I guess you could pause it and then you could come back and continue the stream but just there's a link in the description below, a link to my latest video. It's called how, um, no, that was the wrong one. Hold on. I got to find, no, that's right. Cause I got to keep this here. Uh, but the, the, so I'm showing you my screen for nothing. See how prepared I am. Um, but, uh, yeah, the link in the, in the, is in the description below. The video is about how I created a day to night drone hyperlapse boomerang type of thing. Um, it was a fun project to, do uh the effect came out pretty good but um yeah i got a lot of pride out of the out of completing this project because it also had the music component so the entire video is basically all of me um you know normally when i make videos i'll, I'll grab a, a song from artlist and but there's nothing wrong with that by any means um but um as i've said a few times before i just i like the the concept of making your own music and, and just making having the entire production be from you, your edit, your clips, your color, color grade, your music, everything. Uh, so that's what I was able to do. And um, I thought it came out pretty good. I think there's a lot of room for improvement. I just don't think I'm developed enough, at least especially on the music side to, um, to, you know, say that I, I was super impressed with myself and, um, you know, I'm, I'm always pretty hard on myself regardless, but I thought it came out okay and it was fun and it would be great to know what others thought of the music. So again, if you have um, a few minutes after this, go click the link in the description of this video, watch my latest video and uh, let me know what you think. Leave a comment on that video. It'd be great. Also, while you're at it, go ahead and follow me on social media at Ryan Hafey on Instagram and Twitter and be sure to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. And I did, I said those things backwards and that's okay because you get the idea. It didn't quite match up with a little animation there, but it's all right. Also, 
also today drinking um, apple and ginger sparkling water, aha brand. This is one of my favorites. Again, this was the brand that I said usually it has two flavors, but one of them is the more dominant flavor. In this case, it's obviously more apple heavy than ginger, but it's still good. So I like it and I drink it and I enjoy it. So yeah, we talked about the new video. What else? Oh, something else that I did um, actually yesterday that was uh, kind of interesting. So a um, little bit of context. Um, a number of months ago, uh, sometime in 2019, I believe, I forget exactly when I got it, but um, I got my part 107 remote pilot certification, meaning that I can fly my drone for commercial purposes here in the United States. And um, so I can legally go out and fly my drone and get paid for it versus just recreational flying where you're just kind of doing it for personal uses. If you want to do any commercial work, you have to get a part 107 certification and it requires basically taking like an airman test and learning, you know, sectional charts and METARs and how to read them and weather and, you know, all the safety stuff that comes along with getting a part 107 certification. Um, so I have that, uh, and I've never really put it to use yet. Uh, any of the work that I've done since I got the certification has just been my traditional kind of photography or video work, grounded video work. Um, but someone reached out to me a couple of days ago and said, Hey, you know, uh, would you be interested in, um, we need, we need some footage of a kind of like a generic office building and, uh, thought of you wondered if you would be interested in, in reaching out. So, or interested in, in filming that for us. And it was a super simple thing. Just really needed to go out, find a good place to do it, take 10 minutes, fly the drone around, get the clips and then edit like a super simple highlight together. Uh, the problem was where I live in the Las Vegas area, there's not a ton of places that you can fly in the city area or in, you know, in town. I live in an area where I can fly um, without too many restrictions or without any sort of FAA um, authorizations. But there are no commercial buildings out here that uh, where I can fly um, that, uh, you know, without getting the authorization. So did a little bit of research and kind of looked uh, around town and found some office buildings um, in an area uh, under class B airspace, um, which requires um, authorization. But what I did was, you know, did some research um, because honestly, since, since I got the part 107 certification, it had been so long since I had, you know, gotten it and taken the test, I needed a little bit of refresher on things. So I'm researching, wait a minute, how do I go about getting authorization to fly in certain areas in certain controlled airspaces and um, read up on uh, an app called Kitty Hawk, which is, um, it's a pretty interesting app. Uh, you can actually use it as an alternative to the DJI, whatever it's a DJI Go app, I think that you would usually use. I fly a Mavic 2 Pro um, and the DJI Go app is what I usually use to fly it. But with this Kitty Hawk app, you can use the controls within it to fly the the drone, you can change the cameras and all that stuff and do everything you can do in the DJI app. But you can also um, request what's called Lance. And I, I'm already forgetting. Let me see here. I got to find the acronym for that. Let's see. It's um, low altitude authorization and notification compatibility, which is why I didn't remember what it stood for. Um, but basically, there have been new regulations, I guess, put in place that allow you to get or to request near instant authorization to fly in certain controlled airspaces. 
And Kitty Hawk allows you to do this. You can literally just open the app. Um, you press uh, the little plus button, request uh, Lance, L-A-A-N-C, and then you tap where you want to fly. You um, enter a little bit of information. You've got to have your, you know, like your, your uh, aircraft, your drone. Um, you got to have the details of that within the app. Uh, you have to have, you know, all of your contact information. You got to have your certification number. So you do have to have certification, I believe. I don't think you can do it as a recreational flyer. I think it requires a part 107. Um, but once you type in the details and have everything on file, uh, there are certain areas. Obviously, you're not going to be able to fly like right over an airport. But there are certain areas where you can get instant authorization. You just tell them, I want to fly in this general zone. I want to fly between this time and this time. And... Um, yeah, and get instant authorization. There was another area that I tried to get authorization for, but the regulations in that area were a little bit more stringent. So I had to, um, if I wanted to get an approval for that, it would have had to be done manually by someone at the FAA. I didn't have that much time, so I just went ahead and uh, canceled that one, found a new place to fly. And it was an inter interesting process. It was a learning experience for me, uh, but it was also comforting, comforting to know that, okay, I've got... Um, a license, a permit to fly in this area during this time. So I can go there and fly with, you know, as long as I'm following the rules, fly with impunity and, 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 uh, get what I need. So that was cool. Uh, so I did that yesterday and, uh, all was well. So anyway, <clears throat> yeah, wanted to, let's, let's jump right into the music stuff. I just wanted to kind of tell that little anecdote. I thought it was cool. If there's any part 107 pilots out there, try it out. It's uh, pretty easy to use. Okay, so let's open up LMMS. Man, it's really hot in this room again today. I wish I could turn on a fan in here. I tried turning on the AC, but it didn't do didn't do too much. You know what? Stand by. We're doing this live. Why not? I'm going to open up the, uh, the thermostat app and see if I can cool things down in here a little bit, at least for the time being. Okay, good. There we go. All right, so let's bring up the screen here. So we are back in LMMS. Uh, again, this is the program that I used to create the music that I used in my video. Now, um, what I realized, and this is something I'm going to keep in mind going forward, but I, um, I didn't save old versions of the, the music as I was doing it. In other words, you know, I'd make improvements, save it, make improvements, save it without saving older versions of the track. So I can't play kind of like the original rendition of the music I put together. So I had to, I'm going to bring, there we go. I had to um, go in and queue it up in YouTube on my last podcast. So just as a refresher, I think I'm doing that right. This is what the original um, kind of loopable uh, music track was. This is what it sounded like. So this is what that sounds like. So that's what it sounded like initially. Um, since last week, I developed it and kind of played with it quite a bit. So the sound is a lot different. And I'm going to turn this track on too. So now I will play back what it sounds like in its final form. Here we go. So that's, that's what it sounds like. And uh, I thought it came out pretty cool. Um, 
again, and I'm not claiming to be any kind of music maven or anything like that. This is just, you know, it's just based on what I did and, you know, what I was able to figure out within the last week. I do have somewhat of a music background, but you know, it's been a while since I've put it, put it to use. I used to be in, you know, band back in high school. I played the drums in a band, um, in my high school years and, and, uh, excuse me, those sparking waters bringing up the burps. But so as you can tell, there's a lot of differences here. One of the notable differences is the, how the piano chord sounds. So to go back here, let's bring, I think, oops. So if you listen to like kind of the piano chord, this is what that sounds like. Just sounds like a piano, right? Like it, it actually, you know, it sounds very piano-like. Um, but I didn't, as I kind of played with it a little bit more, I didn't know that I, I didn't think I wanted to go with just like a standard piano sound. I wanted some elements of that within it, but I wanted to kind of customize it a little bit and, and expand it and give it give it a little bit more room. So this is how I tweaked the piano chords if I play those uh, on their own. So I added a few effects to them and just sort of gave them, expanded them a little bit and just gave them a little bit more volume. Uh, and to do that, um, there's a couple way, a couple different ways that you can tweak it. If you click here, you can bring up the, um, these settings here and there are different settings that you can go in and change on this one in particular. There's not a lot, but what you can do is add, let's see. Now that wasn't it here now oh, that's the fill that's the symbol oh where did i uh where did i make those changes effects chain that's interesting see i'm already forgetting some of the stuff that i did here um hold on might have been in here note velocity yeah see now i'm confusing myself because, okay, so there's there's the FX mixer, which is where you can go in and apply filters and things like that. So, for example, we'll go down here, this uh, piano fill. I applied an equalizer to that. And, um, like, I use, I, this is like a parametric equalizer. Parametric equalizers are great. Like, if you just, it just it's the same type of deal where you have bass, you know, bass sounds over here and you have treble sounds over here. And you can move these different points up and down to sort of shape how those how it sounds. You can remove the low tones. You can enhance the high tones or the mids or whatever you want to do. And really, I just would just play around with things to you know to get to what I how I wanted it to sound. So, for example, this little piano fill thing. We'll play this back. Almost sounds a little kind of oriental in a way. Um, but if I turn this effect off, this is what it sounds like. So a little bit different, and the, there's even some uh, some stuff that I did to that. Oh, you know what it was? I know what it was. Here we go. Um, how do I open it back up? Hold on. Cause see, okay, hold on, hold on. Clone this track, remove clear, MIDI, no. 
No, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. How did I get it? Oh, I've got so much to learn. Well, there's ways that you can... Oh, 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 oh. I remember. I remember. Here we go. Hold on. Show, hide. There we go. So this is the VST. Pardon me for that. This is the, the VST. I talked about these in the last uh, last episode of the podcast. You can go to a website and download like instruments that you can kind of load into LMMS and play around with. So how I got that sort of airy sound was really just playing with the attack, the decay, the sustain. So I added a lot of uh, sustain and a lot of rever reverb to kind of open it up a little bit. So yeah, so the point being that there's a, a number of different ways that you can enhance and sort of tweak the sounds that you're using. You don't, you're not just limited to the samples that you see within LMMS. So, and that compares to, let's say, bass, where if I remember correctly, yeah, so <clears throat> in, for the bass, and by the way, the bass sounded like this. Hold on, there we go. So the bass was not in there uh, last week in the sample that I just played for you from from the, the first rendition of this track here. Um, this was a new sample. This was, I believe, one of the... That's another thing I need to do is, is sit down and actually take note of which of these I like. Because um, I don't remember exactly where I found this one. But that's okay. Anyway, so yeah, I played around with this one a little bit too. Played around with some of the effects up in here. Um, but I also applied again, an equalizer and again, so we'll play it back and I'll, and I'll toggle the effect, the equalizer effect on and off to, so you can just kind of get an idea of how I changed the, uh, the sound. So this is the sound. This is the sound with my edits. Okay. And then this is the sound with the effect off. So really harsh and crunchy. So I, I, I took out some of that crunchiness and just sort of made it a little bit more raw. I wanted it still to be kind of guttural and, and sort of, you know, I don't know what the right word is for it, but, uh, but that sort of like crunchiness, I'm like, no, like that gave me a starting point to play around with. But um, yeah, using the equalizer, I was able to kind of tone it down a little bit and get it sounding a little bit more the way that I wanted it to. And by the way, just a little sidebar here, a lot of this... A lot of what I did to this track came from inspiration from a guy named uh, Jacob Collier. And I think I talked about him last time too. There's a link in the description of this video to a, um, there's a song by Moon, it's called Moon River. It's not his original composition, but Jake Collier, the kid's like 25 years old out of, I believe out of London or, or um, you know, England, somewhere in that area. But the kid's a, a, a genius, and he he did this uh, uh, rendition of Moon River, where he just it's it's just all vocals, and obviously some processing on the back end, but all vocals, and just these this immaculate composition of chords and chord progressions and 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 um, like micro tuning and and harmonics and things like that it's like it'll blow your mind if you put on a good a pair of good headphones it's like eight minutes long but if you listen through the whole thing all the way through the payoff at the end is like so amazing um but he does these 
he 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 does these uh, like long breakdowns where he'll take you through his. He uses logic for all his stuff, and he'll take you through the, his process. How did he? Which sounds did he use? What what instruments did he use? What presets and you know did he use? How many tracks? Um, what what was his reasoning behind creating the sounds that he created? Go check out his stuff. There's also another video. Um, I don't think I linked it, but uh, there was a breakdown of of the musical side of you know if you were to write write out Moon River in uh, on on sheet music, what would it look like? And this guy, um, not Jacob, but another guy, made a video where he broke it down, and it's it's incredible. Like you know you you listen to it and you're like wow that's really really good. And then you hear the breakdown and you're like, wow, like it just, it gives you so much more of an appreciation for it. But it was sort of watching his breakdowns that gave me some insight as to how I should change and tweak things a little bit. Um, so that's kind of the genesis behind some of this, but just to give you some ideas of some of the other sounds, here was the beat by itself. So the, the thought behind this, as I mentioned in, in last week's, um, there, there's a custom sound within that, which is on the snare. If you listen to the snare sound, there's almost, it's like it sounds almost a little crunchy. Um, and that's actually uh, the sound of a shutter from one of my old 1970s cameras that I recorded a while ago. Um, so the beat was relatively simple. We already talked about the chords there. If we, let's see, this is staccato. I just called it staccato. So just kind of like, this is where I sort of kept the, the piano sound intact for the most part. And I wanted it to be relatively short. I didn't want it to drag out. There's a lot of, I added a lot of reverb and sustain into a lot of the things that I did. This I wanted to just kind of stick out on its own as a little, just quick hits. So that's that. This is, uh, I called this synth. What is this one? Oh yeah. So this I thought, this sound I thought fit pretty well with the bass in sort of that synthy realm of things. And the purpose of all of these different layers, um, which I'll show you actually in Premiere here in a minute, was to be able to create different musical sounds throughout the video with the same layers um, but for example, you know, you might use the bass, um, and the staccato layers in one part, and then you might use the drum beat and the piano chords in another. And those, while they're at the same tempo and they're, you know, the same, um, from the same composition, they're going to give you a different feeling from one to the next because they're different, you know, frequencies and different tones and things like that. Or at least that was my thinking going into everything. So one more time, just to kind of let you hear what everything sounds like played together. I'm going to move this up here. There we go. Yeah, so that's what it sounds like when everything comes together. So that was fun. And then these down here, I created some extra tracks. I, I realized as I was editing the video together that just these layers that I have here, um, oh, realize I'm not on the screen. So these layers that I have here are not, it's not quite enough. Um, so it was a learning experience for me. Like, you know, you have a beat one, two, three, four, five, really basically five layers. And this is just a little piano fill that goes at the end here that I can put in or take out if I want to. Um, but, um, in order to 
really be able to kind of explore or like have enough uh, different moods made from music. I'm going to need, I need a lot of layers. So for example, you know, I might pl use this beat in one portion of the video, uh, but maybe I don't need all, you know, I don't need the bass drum. I don't need the snare. Maybe I just want like a simple hi-hat. So then you create a new layer with just the hi-hat and, ex and export that by itself. And then you can use that in place of the beat if you want to. Um, this was the beat, uh, another rendition of the beat, but just a little bit lighter. And use that if I wanted to. Um, this was drum fill. This is basically, I just kind of using the payoff at the end where I revealed the drone hyperlapse. Uh, so it just, this would go, this is what that sounds like here. And just kind of a, a little build up at the end of the, the measure there. And then this crash, this was actually the last sound I put together. I just needed something to really kind of uh, just a little bit of a splash going into that, that final payoff. Just something that's, that you can hear and then sort of a nice long fade out. Um, but yeah, with all these, depending on the instrument, depending on the sound I was going for, I would either, either apply effects or I would, you know, do it within here, these settings here, or I would go into the VST settings and change it there if it was a VST. And that's kind of it. So let's, I'm going to close this. And let's go into Premiere here for a minute. So, do that. So this is this is what the I'll uh, I'll make this bigger here. Again, this is quite a visual uh, episode. Again, for all you audio listeners, or listeners, I encourage you to go check this out on YouTube so you can kind of see what we're looking at. But right now we're looking at the timeline for my most recent video uh, that I just uploaded, and um, all of this. This is all the music tracks. So as you can see, basically I exported everything and then um, just created layers. So this is the bass layer, piano fill, staccato. This is where I would put the beats and just kind of built upon this as we went. So you can kind of see, like I'll play a little bit here if it'll play back for me. Now if I want this to work correctly. Let's see, sometimes it does this for whatever reason. You have to tweak the volume. We can't just go sending the drone up in the air all willy-nilly. We have to have a plan. Now in a perfect world, you would just send the drone up and record a time. So obviously that's me talking over it, but in the beginning, um, I wanted to start with some high energy. I wanted to get things kind of going right away. So right after this, you know, the few second little intro that I filmed here, um, I wanted to kind of throw in that bass. It's like, okay, we're getting started. Here we go. And, uh, you know, I don't want to give away everything, but as you go through, you'll kind of hear how, um, hear how everything plays together. So if we go over here, the sound is different. Or the flight path that I just set for it. Okay, so, so in this portion point. of the video, I take out the bass. So now we're in the higher register. So again, a different type of tone and feel. And just so I don't give off the payoff, because I can't, I can't give away everything. Um, let's go. Let's see my frame right. Yeah. Okay. So let's go here, and I'll show you what the audio sounded like, kind of leading into that final payoff for the music here. Mm -hmm. Again, that traditional boomerang effect. And that's really the process in a nutshell. So without further ado, please enjoy this day to night moving drone hyperlapse boomerang effect. And then, then from there it shows the drone hyperlapse. So, um, but yeah, that's, that was, that was it.
the making the music made this pro I mean, this project was already um a a very, very long project, uh with the drone stuff and everything. Oh, by the way, this is this is um I can you know, I don't want to play this, but by the way, just the music video in and of itself is impressive. Like how he essentially recorded every single track, you know, him actually on video and then pieced it all together within, I realize you can't see that again, but like all of these are different here. Hold on. Let me mute that for a second. So you can just kind of see how like it's, it's such an overwhelming composition, but I love it. So highly encourage if you're into music at all, or even if you're not, and you just want to hear some incredible, something incredible, go check it out. Um, let's see. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that, that was that. I think, I think as far as on the music side, I think the next thing that I want to do, I haven't figured out exactly how I want to do it yet, but I, I want to make, I want my next video to be about making music but I want it to be custom. I, I want to, I want to use samples. Um, I want to use my own samples exclusively as the music for the video. So yeah, got burps. Um, so I want to go around in the house and just, you know, record different sounds. Uh, maybe get my kids to clap on camera for me or, you know, whatever, get, get a, a wide variety of sounds, something that would sound like, a bass sound, something like a bass drum, something that would sound like a snare, some instrument sounds that I can piece together and um, use that, all of those sounds to make my own custom audio track. And uh, it should be fun. So I think that's what's going to be next. Um, yeah. And that kind of brings me to... Um, the, the second portion of, of this episode, the second topic that I want to discuss, the title of this video is Making Music Part 2 and Finding Inspiration or How to Find Inspiration. So one of the things I've talked about in the past, um, let's see, no, it's not going to work. But yeah, this, this sort of painting art piece thing that you see behind me here, um, I made that a while back when I was just kind of in a rut. I'd had just this idea, you know, it's same thing, video, photo, like I don't, I didn't know what to do within that space. I'm like, all right, I, got, I need to try something different. So I bought a bunch of little army men, sort of painted this canvas and gathered 168 army, army men and separated them into the different, you know, different army men types. You got the ones with the guns and you got the one with the comms and all that, whatever. And then painted or, or glued them onto this canvas. And that was kind of like my art project. And I remember when I finished that, I'm like, that was awesome. Like, that was cool. Like, you know, this isn't going to be hanging up in a museum anywhere, but, um, like for me, it was, it was a cool thing. It's like, Hey, I had this sort of idea that I was toying around with and, and I just brought it to life and it sort of kicked me back into gear. And that's what happened with this music stuff. Um, this, making music is not something that I've done for a long, long time. Uh, it's an art form that I've always been impressed with just as in the same way that I'm crazy impressed with people who can draw. Um, I've, I've just never been able to do it. I mean, I, I'm sure I could have if I stuck with it, but I just never was really able to excel at it that well. Um, 
my dad was pretty good at it. Uh, but I figured that's why I, I, I like to joke about it, but it's probably true that that's why I got into photo and video. It's like, okay, I can't draw things, but maybe I can just take pictures and videos of things that already exist and, and sort of make that my art. And I, I think it fits me or at least it's what I enjoy doing. So that's, that's the story of that. But yeah, this, the music stuff has, I think if any, for anything, it's just anytime you accomplish something new, like I think that's, that's the really, you can't, inspiration's not going to find you. You know, you can't um, just assume that you can sit and wait for inspiration to come find you. Um, oftentimes you have to go look for it. So yeah, uh, there's, there's some serendipity and some, um, you know, you might get lucky every now and then and something will kind of cross your path and you're like, oh, get an idea from it. But for the most part, you've got to go out and do stuff. You've got to try new things in order to get the inspiration. I mean, you know, if you look at the first rendition of the, the, the track that I made versus what it was in its final form, two very different things. Um, I wouldn't have really known how to or what to do to, to tweak it unless I just kept tweaking it and kept playing with it and kept thinking, okay, what about this? What about that? So you just kind of have to go and, and look for it. And I think uh, what I've just realized is that any time that you attack something like that and then you finish it, it's really the, that feeling that you get when you finish it, even if it's not, because I know, you know, you know, like I already said, I, I wasn't a hundred percent satisfied with the way it turned out, but I was satisfied that I did it and that it turned out, I think, better than I had expected for myself. I know it's kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of uh, contradicting myself a little bit when I say that. Um, cause I didn't, I, I didn't know what to expect from of myself cause I'd had, I hadn't done it really in many, many years and, and not a, in that sort of way ever. So, um, yeah, if you, if you're in a creative rut, uh, go out and, and just do something. Just try something new. It's not. It's not hard. It doesn't have to be difficult. Um, but you know, you can't. If you're if you're complaining that you're just in a rut and you're you don't know what to do. I mean, there's really no one else to blame but you. That rhymed, by the way. Um, I need to tweet that or something. But yeah, that's. Um, that's that's really all I had to say about finding inspiration is that you got to go find it. You, you can't it can't find you. That's not how it works. Now I mean, but anyway, let's see. We've been at this for what, thirty, a little over thirty minutes, thirty five minutes. I think that's a good run. It's Sunday. I kind of feel like crap. We just ate. We had like sushi and pizza today. I just ate pizza right before we came in here, and it was good pizza. But man, I've spent all week eating like pretty well. And, uh, and you know, you know how it goes. Like when you, uh, when you stop eating super well and then you just eat like crap, it's like your body doubles down on the crappiness. Uh, so I need to go for like a walk or something and, and, uh, burn it off. But anyway, well, if you're still here with me, see where is it there we go if you're still here with me if you haven't done so already be sure to uh, click that subscribe button and follow me on social media at ryan hafey 
on Instagram and Twitter. And, um, and with that, I'm going to go ahead and call this one done. So go ahead and keep on creating, making, and doing, and I will see you in the next one. Bye-bye.